welcome to this bonus episode of the Fools on a Hill podcast. Um, bonus alert. Okay, bonus alert. <laughs> we'll carry on. We'll carry on. Here we are with a classic album spotlight. This week, it comes in the form of Pavement and the 25th anniversary of their album, Bright in the Corners. Whoop, 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 whoop. I mentioned this to you boys the other day when I heard it was 25 years old and I saw that it was 1997 on Spotify. I wanted to die a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It'll be our 25th anniversary this year, Liam. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I remember that day we met on, on the egg. Yeah, on no, the, it was uh, in the uh, primary school, school, wasn't it? <laughs> what a callback. Oh, oh, yeah. What a callback. Play that jingle. It's a classic. If you're a long-time listener of the Fools on Hill podcast, you may know that I don't care for pavement. Um, So that's why I'm about to pass you over to our resident curly man, Mr. Liam Godfrey. Here he is. Take you through... This classic album spotlight. Take it away, honey. Thank you, honey boo. You may know if you listen, uh, as well as Carl, like an echo I in the room. Pavement. Shut up, Yanni. Shut listen up. to what I'm saying. Uh, unfortunately, I have to. Um, that I love pavement. Um, so yes, there's a there are two conflicting original uh, st- uh, initiates. Ah, uh, he's word? not going to be hooked with this, is he? No, uh, what's the word? Precious like, like, Views from the beginning. We're starting off with two very different views before we get into it. Anyway, Bright in the Corners is the fourth studio album by American indie rock band. Yeah, indie. Before it was yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pavement, released on February 11th, 1997, the year of our births. Wow. Yep, that's true. Uh, through Matador Records. It followed Wowie Zowie. Um, an album many consider a step backwards from the hit factory that came before it, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Uh, Wowie Zowie had some of their best songs, but suffered being too long and varied. Oh, well, it sounds like it's made for me. Whereas I feel like this album, before we go into it, was a, a bit of a step back to the Crooked Rain way of doing things. Yeah, man. The album, uh, being Brian the Corners, received very positive reviews from critics, except, interestingly, for Enemy. They gave it a six, a six out of ten. Mm. If you if you read that review, which you can do, it is all over the place. It is a bad review of an album, not just because of the, the number. Um, the positive reviews included an eight point six from Pitchfork on the original release, and then an eight point seven for the special reissue in two thousand eight, which was named the Nicene Credence Edition. Featured the album and loads of B sides and rarities, including the now very well known due to TikTok, "Honest Your Hope." Kid. Uh, in a recent interview with, um, in a recent, what am I trying to say? In, in a recent a, interview, in a, recent, in a recent interview with Steve Malcolmus on the podcast Meeting Malcolmus, uh, Steve said that "Harness Your Hopes" maybe should have been on the album instead of another song. Hundred um, percent. Did he say, did he specify um, a song? He did. Um, I was going to save it, but I will say it. But hold any other thoughts until we get to that song. Um, the song he mentioned was "We Are Under You." I was about to say we should have had a no, guessing yeah. game. Oh, sorry, too bad. I want to say That's "We Are bad. Under You" is the one he should have stopped with. Tick. Um, but he said that they tried to make the whole album um, involve the full band, something that they hadn't really done before. 
and Harness Your Hopes was recorded just by him and the drummer. Oh, wow. So that's why I didn't really make it. But that's an interesting thing that I wasn't aware of. Um, This is a full band affair. And the music was recorded over a two-week period by the full band, as mentioned. But the vocals were recorded separately, according to Wikipedia. The fountain of Um, truth. And that's the end of my fact. Brilliant. That was was beautiful. Great. That was really good, mate. Well done. Thanks so much. The pressure's off now, mate. Yeah, free, free, free. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through this track by track. It's normally what we do, and then it sort of just, you know, sends into chaos by the end. Um, Callum, as he's mentioned, has never listened to this band, uh, apart from the other time when we forced him to yep. listen to one of the songs, which he won't remember. I have uh, specified in the past, they are an enjoyable background band for me. Yeah, I find that insane. I insane. also think that is, yeah, I was about to say it's definitely an insult. But not an intentional uh, one. Okay. Um, we'll try. I'm very wary of the questions that Callum is going to ask us later. So I'll try and not answer some of those as we go along. But the first incredible. track is Stereo. Um, and yeah, I think it's a great opener. I agree. I don't, yeah. I don't come back to this. I was saying to them, in terms of pavement as a whole, um, I don't often come back to this song. But um, it is a great opener and a great song. A lot of these songs I've rediscovered because, honestly, I don't put them on as much as I should, even though, well, it's hard not to spoil later questions. So I'm not going to speak anymore. (laughs) That's me. Bye-bye. Callum, you jumped in there. I'm interested to hear your thoughts mostly on this album. So go on, what were you going to say? Wow, I feel privileged. (laughs) I think this is an absolutely boss tune. Uh, Great intro to an album. Ruined mm. by the vocals, which is a <laughs> oh, common theme oh, for me. God, However, that it, that gets slightly less apparent as we go on. Spoiler. Um, I now understand the I know him and he is reference in Danny Nadelko. So that's... Oh, I was going to oh, ask yeah. you, you picked up on that. That's yeah. a good uh, yeah. little thing for me. You were going to ask, but you've already read my notes, Liam. So... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I did yeah. read that. I was going to ask before, you know. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I really like this song, especially the chorus, which is um, again another common theme throughout this album. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I concur with all thoughts. Part <laughs> the voice. I think this. Um, you need to get used to it. Are, Put, I think his vocals are fine on this song as well. I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The first song, I, I get. I don't think. No, I don't get it, to be honest. I, I, if, if I'd have started you on another song, many songs, I'd mm. completely agree. But I think this one's all right. Well, mm. we'll put it this way. I listened to it yesterday in work, and I wasn't really fully um, listening to it, but I wanted to just have a basis to go off when I fully paid attention to it. Yeah. And I hated the vocals yesterday. Okay. Today, I didn't mind them as much. So that's positive. They are growers. Yeah, I will. 100%. Uh, yeah, um, it's fair to say that growers. Yeah. The first time I listened to Pavement, when this would have been the first album I listened to by the Pavement, um, yeah, the vocals were the thing that I found the most difficult to overcome. Mm-hmm. But once you yeah. overcome that, everything is so much better in your life. I have <laughs> specified this throughout, yeah. like especially. I don't want to talk about the album as a whole when we're going through track by track, but but musically, it is a fantastic album. I know that once I get over that uh, barrier, I will mm-hmm. like it. But I just, at the moment, I can't see myself getting over that anytime soon because I have 
no real desire to just sit down and you know push Listen through it yeah just day, push yeah. through it i don't have that desire but i know if i did i'd come out the other side loving it there's so much music you can listen to. There's so much. There's a lot. There's so much sonically that I hear from bands that I love in this as mm-hmm. well, which is even more annoying because I know I'll love <laughs> it, but I don't know. I just don't have the desire to put myself through the vocals while I don't like them, if that makes sense. I think that's fair. I, I think, yep. uh, kind of mirroring what you said, yeah, the first time I listened to it, it wasn't... Um, that was the thing that stood out, but by the end of the album, I was kind of through it. So I hope in a few more lessons, you'll get yeah. used to the car. To quote one of my, um, a band that Steve Malcolm's was involved with, uh, all my favourite singers couldn't sing, you know? Uh, we're not going to say singers. the name of that band. <laughs> I'm sure it's a band. But it's not this band anyway, so let's, uh, let's go past that. Have I missed the um, there, or is there something wrong? It's Silver Jews. Oh, okay. um, But it's not in any way offensive. Unless you decide it is. Uh, yeah, I'm offended. Uh, <laughs> Shady, Shady Lane is the name of the next one. Yep. Uh, another example of a great chorus. Um, I like how there's... When he... In the chorus, there's a part where like there's a note that's slightly off. Uh, in the chorus? It, yeah, everybody wants one. There's, I think there's a note that's like slightly flat or in, in, whether it's his voice or on one of the guitar picking bits because they're both oh yeah there is um, there's a guitar part I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about now and it's normally stuff like that would be pissed me off but like it works well because it kind of makes it seem like you you kind of get like ooh kind of yeah. feeling when you listen to it but then it, it comes back in because the rest of it is very well it's quite pretty I'd say because it's quite like nicely picked yeah. guitar parts so it's a good juxtaposition to use a word we love here. <laughs> that is a great word. <laughs> Carl, Boys? You uh, no, no, again, I this uh, was a really strong song, particularly the chorus, as Yanni said. Um, I don't really have much in terms of like critical analysis, but I didn't hate it, which is good. That is positive. That's definitely positive. Um, I I really like this song as well. I love the way it starts, um, and when the bass comes in with the guitar, and just the way that works. I mean, the bass is playing the same thing, but it just sounds great. I like the stop and start after the chorus, um, and it kicks back in again. I think that's really fantastic. Um, I think this about the whole album, and and but this song is um, is the driving force behind this thought. And this is going to sound strange. But this sounds like an autumnal album to me. Yeah, I got that. It sounds like autumn. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure what I mean by that. Well, it's it's, it's still autumn. sunny, but it's got a slight chill. The leaves are starting to drop off. The leaves are going orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that. The leaves are um, turning grey, yeah. All the leaves are brown, um, and the sky is grey. This also features another song. Um, I mean, it is referenced separately. In many instances, maybe not on streaming, but it's J and S, yeah, which is the kind of after part of this song. Right. I oh. I did wonder why it changed so dramatically, and <laughs> thought it was very just out of place and unnecessary. Yeah, I'm not sure why this was never um, why this wasn't just used as an interlude. They played when they played live. Oh, sorry, I can't use my can't build sentences tonight. Um, on a few live performances, they played this 
as a kind of just musical interlude between two songs, and they've extended it a little bit, right. but not always between like Shade Lane and the next song, between, between two completely unrelated songs. So it was definitely just a jam that they like. Um, do you think it's kind of strange it's on the end of Shade Lane? It doesn't not fit, I don't think. I think it kind of works in a weird way. I, but... I think me saying it didn't fit was just kind of like, because it's definitely a completely different idea that just goes nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's more weird because it is attached to the same song. Yeah, if yeah. it was separate, like you say, then it would make more more sense than it does. But 100%. yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Next 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 song, "Transport" is arranged. This features a mellotron. It sounds like yeah. at the start, which mm-hmm. this album, I think we discussed this, but there's a couple of tracks that use some uh, new for the time of pavement instrumentation. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the first instance probably of Mellotron. I'm going to throw that fact out there. It is the first instance. I think that's true. Um, This is Um, a great song. Okay. Sorry, I was going to say, I think there's a couple of songs from Wowie that might use Mellotron. Nah, ignore them. They don't exist. (laughs) Um, This is the first time it was ever used. Successfully. Steve Mockmus invented the Mellotron for this album. This was my... Oh, go on. Sorry, Annie. No, go on. Please tell me. This is my first instance of not liking a song on this record. Okay. okay. I thought the vocals were just too droney for me. It's. I was going to say, it's a bit meandering, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, think, I, the I mu- I don't think the music did enough to counteract my dislike for the vocals at this stage. Maybe when, if I get to the point where I'm more accustomed to pavement and I'm more of a fan, I'll like this. But at my current state, this was not for me. Hmm. This is one that I, if you'd asked me before, like the last couple of days when I've revisited this album, I would have put this near the bottom. But upon revisiting it, I actually appreciate this a lot more. I really like the, um, I think the vocal delivery in a lot of this song is really good. Some of the best vocal deliveries from Mr. Malcolmus. Um, I really like when they do like that re- recurring kind of motif, you know, like the end of, not motif, sorry, the wrong word, but. Like in Shady Lane, where they kind of stop at the end of the chorus, and this one does like that part, where it slows down and comes back up again. Um, I like the middle part where it's all very clashing guitar parts, uh, and then it starts to get heavy as well. Mm. Um, And then you've got that great guitar line that kind of leads the song out. I think there's a lot to this song that um, once you've lived with the fact that it's quite a slow song for a while, you can. Recognize, I guess. Yeah. Uh, moving on, date with I here. Um, this is the first song on the album that was written by who, Liam? Tell us. Scott Camberg, aka Spiral Stairs. So spirally. The, the other <laughs> guitarist of Pavement. Yes. Um, uh, features him on the vocals, doesn't it, Liam? It does. I think this is the first instance. Of you realizing this is a song from the nineties. This is an album from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, this is incredibly nineties. Yeah. Uh, it's mind blowing. I agree. I absolutely that. agree with that. Yeah. Um, but it's good nineties. I like it. I like this as well. Um, this is probably one of my one of my favorites on the record, which I find quite interesting considering it's not a Maltmus tune. But but yeah. Um, it kind of grabbed my attention again after Transport is Arranged, kind of. Hmm. You know, I'm glad it didn't just carry on in that direction. So definitely piqued my interest again. It is more exciting 
It starts Definitely. off. There's more to it. There's yeah. Um, yep. I'd say the only bad part is unfortunately the vocals, which <laughs> are worse than Steve Malkmus. They is... are worse, but they're definitely more accessible. I think yeah, there's a difference I guess yeah. between he's a he's a worse singer, but his tone I guess or his actual voice isn't as yeah whatever Harsh. as Malkmus. Yeah, I suppose so. It's pretty yeah, it's accessible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I guess you could use those words if you wanted to. If you wanted to. Um, I, um, this is a song the first few years I've listened to Pavement on this album I, I didn't really like. Um, mm. I feel like it stands out on this album and not particularly in a good way. Um, it goes back to the lo-fi of the kind of first bunch of albums, lo-fi sound, um, which yeah. again I didn't think really fits in this album. It's a lot more polished. Um, but over the last few years, I've grown to really like this. I think it's got a really good chorus. I really like the kind of the end. Definitely. Or the second half of this song. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a solid song. Solid song. Solid song. We do love a good date with Ag here. Um, next song. How can you not? Exactly. Is Old to Begin. Back to Steve from vocals. A song written by Steve. Um, back to the sort of same style as the first three tracks to be honest um it's more interesting than transport is arranged for sure there's more to it that goes on it doesn't feel as meandering um and i like the guitar tones in this yeah a lot Mm -hmm. nice that is very fuzzy and just more naughty beautiful i do agree on that um again would you believe it? The chorus was just lovely. It's just it's a it's a very good festival album, in mm, my opinion. Yeah. Sunny yeah. day outside with your mates having a pint. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely yeah. see that. I can see the autumnal and I can see the festival vibes. Yeah. I like the um after the first chorus, the sort of like Indian sort of like um sitar sort of line that it does. Mm. Bow, 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 that bit. I like that bit on the, the riff it does. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. the yeah, yeah. sort of... Uh, what's it do? Dun, dun, dun. The guitars then copy yes. in chords. It's good. It's good stop-starty thing. They do it a lot, don't they, on this album? Yeah. Um, this made me realise again, yeah, the stopping-starting situation is very prominent on this album. But, um, yeah, I love this. I think the um, again really great vocal delivery on this song, some great lines, and I really like. After, like, I think it's the second chorus. It's just like a droning mm. buzz part, just like a single note that rings out. I think it's really good. This, again, the second half of the song, good, good at writing songs, good at making and crafting songs. You could say, Steve Malcolm. Definitely. Yeah, great. they um, they they don't feel complicated, but there's more to them than you think. There's a lot more, and I think you. I realized that a lot more when I started. When I got into payment and then started playing guitar a lot more and trying to replicate some of it, it's it's very it's a lot more complicated than you think. Yeah, um, a lot of mad. I think when you look at like the tunings that it uses and then therefore the kind of um, shapes and stuff that it uses, mm. and the, um, the voicings and stuff, it, it's very. Um, it's, it's a genius, really. Is what I'm trying yes. to say. But, um, but yeah, ultimate game, great job. Great job. Next track 
is type slowly. Um, another sort of one that I'd class in the same vein as transport is arranged, except this one is, I prefer this more than transport is arranged. Um, there's more interesting guitar parts in my opinion yeah. in this, and the vocals are a bit more uh, flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of better words. Yeah, flamboyant's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I it... like the middle part where it's sort of the instrumental part. Yeah. With the dum 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 yeah. bass is good. This was another track that didn't really do much for me, but I find it interesting that the two that I wasn't, and I'm not really mad on so far, Transport is Arranged and Type Slowly, that you two kind of feel the same way, not to the extent that I do. But you yeah. kind of see them both as the lesser ones, so I'm kind of glad about that. If you get what I mean, yeah. Like I feel like yeah. even though I went into this with preconceived thoughts, my psyche has kind of allowed me to actually appreciate the album as for what it is. Well, not to really not to spoil uh, some of the answers to the questions that we'll give later, but the the songs that well for me anyway i suppose for liam as well the songs that um we have a lot to say on are some of the first songs that we ever heard by pavement Fair enough. um mm-hmm. and that we've listened to probably the most because of how long we've known them for yeah um and the ones well for me as well the ones i i don't have a lot to say on the ones that i didn't really like i've not really revisited until very very recently so yeah um it's just because they, well, I mean, they are better songs. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think even once you get to the point of like knowing their whole back catalogue, well, I, I'm not in that camp at all, but no. their whole studio album catalogue, at least, um, these are some of the, not lesser songs, but they do stand out in certain ways. So I think it's, um, I get what you're putting down, Carl, about you as a first-time listener, and I think it, I think it's good. I like it. Thank, I like you, it Thank you. Um, type slowly for this one again. Um, the one thing that I really, when I listened back to this and I was trying to think of something to say, is the guitar works really good in this song. Yeah. So I agree with you, Annie. Um, I really love the like the like a few notes slid up and down a few times. And, yeah, very good guitar work and flamboyant vocals. Yeah, <laughs> good words, isn't it? <laughs> Top of, <laughs> top of the head. Yeah, uh, yeah he's really good. He's really going for it. Uh, Embassy wrote straight into a fucking oh, banger. God. Oh my god! This this um, there's an intro part to this which is sort of slower and builds yeah. up, transport transforms even um, into many different things. Um, all I will of them s- being fantastic. All of them being fantastic. A for effort, Steve. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reference to lyrics. Um, as soon as it comes in with the drums and everything, oh, ascension has happened. Yeah, I love I love the build up as well. Like the um, cause there's a mm. few points where it feels like it's going to go into it and it doesn't, and then like the there's like the harmonics um the on the guitar. That's what they call that. Like when you don't. Down yeah, on the yeah, 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 and then there's a bar, 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 and it just—it mm-hmm. doesn't. You are not prepared for what's coming next, no, at all. If it, it kind of feels like what's going on, and then there's like a kind of a, quite a minor guitar part that comes in towards the end of that builder, and then yeah, it kicks in. And it's fucking rocking. It's probably the most rocking tune on this album. I think I said this to you before, Yanni. Um, yeah. And so it kind of stands out in that sense. Uh, but just a great, just a great tune. Couldn't agree more. 
Come on. I absolutely loved this tune. It was superb. Um, I'm not not to spoil the questions later because even though I'm asking, I will participate in the answering. Um, <laughs> this is in my top two of the record. For sure. This is... Nice. If... I, th- I think, Liam, if you were to just play me one pavement tune to get me into them, and you played me this, I think I probably would have been very, very intrigued to go and delve. So that's a slight on you, really, that you didn't choose that one. Yeah, I probably would never have thought about it. And it's, yeah, um, it, you don't think about it, but uh, yeah, great. It's it's just it's just fantastic. It's When I listened to that um, Steve Malcolm's interview that I mentioned earlier, he actually, they were talking about this album again because of the anniversary. And he mentioned that it was like, he was kind of going through some instructions and he said, oh, an embassy bro. He's like, where, I don't know where the heart came from, but I'm glad it made it on the album. <laughs> so I guess he kind of feels almost the same way. That it's like, it kind of just, it's it's a strange one in a way, but it's just wonderful. And the lyrics are great on this song as well. That is something um, that I'm not really well versed on. I didn't really pay too much attention to the lyrics individually. But the lyrics in that song are weird. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's, it's just some great lines. It? Yeah, it's similar to what I mentioned with cheek face. Like I made like a sarky comment in the group chat that it's quite obvious where they get their inspiration from. But mm. even though I haven't enjoyed too many cheek face songs, I have always been quite complimentary on the funny lyrics. And there's definitely yeah. snippets in pavement well, in this album that I've enjoyed. Um, you know I've found them humorous and all that shit but i didn't really um digest them too much i don't know if i should have no no i would say overall i'd say overall the lyrics his lyrics are mostly um an afterthought an afterthought okay Um, although again on that sorry to bring this other interview up he did mention that like he's thinking of writing music, but he doesn't want to write lyrics for the sake of writing them. Mm. I thought it's so weird considering it does seem like most of his lyrics are like to fit lines. But then if you do go into them, there's quite a few songs where there is a story being told. But the way he says it just seems like nonsense. So Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that okay. too much really. It's not something you should it's not like cheek face where they are telling a very literal tale or mm, you know. Okay. Story, story, tale of caution, or whatever. Um, it's definitely not something you have to pay attention. Fair enough. Moving on, we've got Blue Hawaiian, which personally for me, oh, I, no. I don't know if this came. <laughs> I don't know. Ruin my day. Probably, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this was because I was so enamored by Embassy Row that it mm. just didn't grab me. I didn't. <sighs> I didn't dislike it, but I just wasn't as gripped which what? is gonna happen when i've only listened to an album twice probably yeah well without trying to ruin some of the questions later <laughs> again um this is possibly my favorite song on the album um the official album uh not including any v-sides um and i remember when i first heard this song i was like this is fucking different to everything else I've heard, because it starts off with the uh, like electric piano intro, um, and I love the lyrics in this. Again, I know we've just talk- touched on those lyrics, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I really like the lyrics um, yeah. in this song, um, and the surprisingly that really heavy 
fuzz guitar line mm-hmm. um, that's just like a like a note basically, or like just single notes being played, but like it works so well, which is really odd because the rest of it sounds really chilled, and and then there's just this really heavy guitar part, um, and then the dun 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 sounds like gonna build up to something massive, and then it just chills out, and mellows out again. Um, I really like the song, as you can probably tell. Um, I agree mostly. I think this is a brilliant song. I think, yeah, I, I just love the sound of this song. Yeah, like everything that's going on, it just it just sounds really good. It, it um, this could have felt on like the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack for me. I've bought this <laughs> a few times. It's got a similar t- tone, but yeah, I'm not much more to add. I think it's a brilliant song. I'm annoyed at how awkward the tune is for this song because I'd love to just play the guitar. <laughs> but it's so fucking annoying. You have to detune your tiles to something mad. Um, next, we have We Are Underused, which has a very medieval <laughs> kind of intro, <laughs> uh, which is very strange. Um, I wasn't really bothered by this song, and I'm still not really bothered by this song, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've not really got much to say on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I didn't really remember it um similar to blue hawaiian i probably should have gone back and just listened to these tracks individually after finishing the album but it didn't grab me at all so nothing to say <laughs> sorry yeah i think this is possibly my least favorite song on the album um there isn't much to say about it i think that's a good ending i think the build up towards the end is pretty good but other than that it's not it's not the best it's a bit too um, just kind of nodding along and mm. plodding along as well. Yeah. Along. Um, but yeah. I'll tell you what doesn't plod along. Oh. Pasat, Pasat Dream. Boys. Two attempts at saying that word. Chef's kiss. Chef. Yeah, baby. Yeah. No <laughs> spoilers. The... Oh, on. But yeah. But yeah. No spoilers, but yeah. Well, this is no the... spoilers, Carl, but yeah. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the second song, uh, the final song, written by Scott Canberg, aka Hulium. Sparrowstairs. That's the one. Um, yeah. This is the better song of the two that he did on the album by mm-hmm. uh, Country Mile. Uh, and that's saying a lot because the first one isn't bad. Um, yeah. Um, not to spoil too much, but also Cal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't um, say anything that will not incriminate me for a, for a later question, so... I'll this, um... I... I think what makes me like this more is that I can just play this on guitar. You don't yeah. have to weird... You have to tune it weirdly. You can just strum along. It's just nice. Everything about it is a fat with a PH chef's kiss. Everything about yeah, it. It's um such a simple kind of recurring guitar lead part and it sounds fantastic and it's worked really well I think this is one of the few times though where like woohoo's kind of work well <laughs> he hates woohoo's I'm not a fan um, but the drum sounds really you mentioned this before you know, the it. drums sound really good and I think yeah. the beat is just brilliant very like just like riding along kind of beat I and, think um, yeah was vocally it... and lyrically I think it sounds great yeah, there's a, this is one of the instances where if you just listen to this without paying attention, you think, oh, this is really simple and it's really catchy. But there's so many little background yeah. effects that are going, going on. 
um, and like stuff. That, like really that scratchy it. guitar kind of. Yeah. Well, most of it. What I'd like to say before we move on is, as I mentioned that the first time I listened to this record, I was it was just in the background. This made me excited to sit down with the record, which is something I wasn't nice. anticipating whatsoever. So that's when I found it interesting that it wasn't written by Steve Malkmus. I mentioned last <laughs> night. I wondered if it was sung by Steve Malkmus because I enjoyed the vocals, which, again, I realised from an actual um, talent point of view, that's the wrong word, but he's not as good a singer as Steve. Finesse. Maybe. Yeah, he's not he's, he's not as good a singer as Steve. That's you know that's not up for debate. But already a low ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this was fantastic. I love this song a lot. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. nice. Uh, moving on to Starlings of the Slipstream. Um, I like this one. Uh, it's not one that I often visit, but. The chorus in this is is again it's just one of those that sort of nice ones. It's very again very nineties in my opinion. Yes. Um, so it's quite it does have quite a nostalgic feel to it. But um, yeah, it's just sort of nice. And even when like Steve screaming some of the lyrics, it, it still sounds quite nice. <laughs> I think for me, this suffers with Blue Hawaiian syndrome, where it came after a song I like so much. I just didn't yeah. really care for this one. Sorry. I really hope you revisit this. I, I'll, mate, no. I really I will, mate. I really hope This specific song or the album? The album. Yeah, the, al- yeah, this the album. The album. I'm definitely going to listen to going forward. Yeah, this song in Blue Hawaiian, though, you definitely need to revisit this song. Yeah, this song, I love this song. Absolutely love it. I agree with you. Yeah, the chorus, it's very nice with the first half of it. Chorus is very, it's very 90s. It sounds great. And then the second half, when it kind of just completely switches up, um, and his vocals kind of pick up a little bit. Mm. I love that part. I absolutely love it. And then it, it ends on like a squealing, like wailing guitars. Wow. Mwah. Beautiful. The guitar Beautiful. tones in this song are great. Slightly overdriven sort of guitar sounds yeah. coming from it. Nice. Very Malcolm's nice. Malcolm's king of tone. King of tone, man. King of yeah. chord voicings. Yeah, baby. Um, and that brings us on to the Finn of the album, uh, entitled Finn. Um, Liam, go ahead. <laughs> you want me to go ahead on this one? Yeah. Go ahead, I, um, I think this is a fantastic ending to the album. I think it's um, the build-up worked really well, and the kind of the um, the way it tapers off at the end, like. Volume-wise. Um, yeah, I just think this is a really nice song. I don't, it's not too complicated. It's um, it's just right. Just right. Okay. I uh, don't know how I feel about this one, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit torn by it. Um, uh, yeah. It, it could have finished on Starlings of the Slip Stream. I've always thought that. Yeah. It could have, although I'm not mad that it finishes on Finn. I like, um, I like yeah. it as a closer, but I thought the part where it comes back in, it lacked a bit of punch, which was something that I wasn't really expecting. It, sound, it I don't know, it just sounded a bit thin towards the end. <laughs> thin or thin? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I thought, it, it, a very good closer, don't get me wrong, but I thought it could have kind of 
I don't know. It just lacked something when it came back in for the finale. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do, uh, Liam, I do like the uh, guitar solo at the end. The yep. crazy solos. I mean, most of them are full of crazy solos, but yeah, I do like that. But I'm um, not mad on it as a closer overall. Um, so yeah, that's been us talking about all of the tracks uh, top to the bottom. Callum. <laughs> Hello. He's got some quizzes for us, hasn't he? I do. I do. Kindly provided to me by Yanni. That's me. Hello. Who usually That's does this part of the episode, but, you know, why wouldn't I do it, considering I don't really have any overriding thoughts? So, I will start with, do you think this album has aged well? Um, yeah. Yes. I think, I think it has as well. I think Date of Ikea and to a point um, for Sock Dream, because they are more lo-fi and because the rest of the album isn't, they are somewhat dated, I think. In terms um, of the datedness, I feel like it's not over... It's, sorry, it's the right level of nostalgia. Yeah. It it doesn't feel like it's too much. Like it, no, too much, it's, not. it's not too much 90s. There's just the, the right sprinkle of it to where it's a good... Well, it's, it's a sufficient level. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say it's it's aged well. And considering most of the bands like we've mentioned here, nowadays there's a lot of um, copying of stylistic choices that were made, not yeah. just in this album, but of the band, but mainly you'll notice them a lot in this album. Um, yeah, it's it would blend in very easily today if it was released, I, I'd say. I reckon so too. Um, yeah, I I think this. Um, that's enough, Liam. No, no, I, no, I thought I that you were coming back in. I was um, I was just going to say that I feel like this album, in some ways, is ahead of its time, sound wise. So if that helps answer the question, uh, expand, so please. Uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel necessarily like an album from '97. I don't. It doesn't. Mm. It could. It could come out today. Maybe that's because. It's been kept alive, I guess, this style by a lot of modern bands. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think if this dropped today, I think this is a very solid album still. Um, yeah, no, I think what you. Uh, yeah, I think they were probably one of the only bands doing it at that time, whereas now the pool is kind of over uh, populated, which is kind of why I think you think it could be released today. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose so. It just, yeah, it just felt ahead of the time. I guess that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, my next question, and Yanni, I'm going to come to you first with this because mm. I feel like. Hello. Liam... Oh no! I, I, no, I'm going to come to Liam first because I feel. Like... <laughs> okay. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, the question. Uh, the question is, what was your first experience with the record? But I can maybe I'm gonna, guess. I'm going to quickly go for a wee while he answers this. Sorry, Liam. Okay. I am interested to. Oh, I don't. Can we pause it? Because I am interested yeah, to hear what he says. All, uh, we have another Clap. pause. Three. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, hang yeah, on. Time yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't need to clap. Yeah, no, clap. we don't. Nah. Okay, no, 40. We're already, we're already 40, 40, 40. I'm not on. <laughs> <laughs> I just copied you, Clap, and I wasn't on. <laughs> I'm back. So, Yanni is back from his piss. Um, if, uh, I don't know where Sorry. I cut in the, in, in the edit, but... Um, my question. You want me to tell you my story. Yeah, my question for Liam was, "What was your first experience with this record?" Take her away, honey. So this was at some point between the age of sixteen and eighteen. I'm going to say it was around sixteen. 
Uh, or 18. In, uh, I, no, I think I was 16. I'm going to say 16. Possibly pushing 17, but not 18. Yeah, definitely um, not 18. I only know that because it was in, when I was in a certain job between two that lasted two years. In the arcade? No, not Games Exchange. In the Games Exchange. <laughs> um, one of my colleagues, Damien, shout out to Damien, he's listening, he's not, definitely not. <laughs> Great guy, fantastic guy. Um, like quite a bit of similar music. Um, and one day he said to me, Oh, have you ever listened to Pavement? I said, No. He said, Well, go, you should go and listen to Pavement. And that was kind of it. And then I got home that night and I was, um, probably pretending to do homework and I just thought I'd put it on just thought I'd put it on and the first album that came up was Bright in the Corner which was the first one and I started it and probably similar to what you've mentioned Callum when Stereo starts I was instantly like oh what's going on here because at that time I wasn't into a lot of kind of um, well a lot of them is going to now I really I think the Vaccine second album had just come out um Come of Age, which was great, and you know, it was like Swim Deep and stuff at that time. Oh, yeah, around, I think that's around time, like Peace and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, as soon as that starts with that like alternate guitar line and then that ringing kind of um distorted guitar, I was hooked straight away. Um, I thought the lyrics were weird straight away, I, it just really hooked me from the beginning. I listened to the full album and I loved it, absolutely loved it, and then. I think it was like the next day or a couple of days later, I was doing some revision in the library in college, which I never did. This is probably the one time I did it in the whole year I was there. Um, and I listened to this album on repeat for that whole, like, for a few hours, basically. Um, and I loved it. And uh, I think, like, the next day I went into work and I said, Damon, I listened to Pavement. I absolutely love it. Bright in the Corners. Um, I didn't really listen to anything else at that point, but Bright in the Corners, just like one, already one of my favourite albums. And he was like, oh, I've, uh, I've only heard Cut Your Hair. <laughs> so he was basically recommending me to listen based on one song that he'd heard, which is their most famous song, or was, anyway, at one point. Uh, the one that kind of got them famous from Crooked Rain. Um, and I always thought it was good. But yeah, thanks, Damon. Thanks, he also, Damon. Re- he also uh, suggested Always Sunny, didn't he? That's probably true, yeah. Yeah, quite influential on me, Damo. Yeah. Yeah. Big Damo. What a man. Yeah, I think that's true, actually. I think he did say that. Yeah, it brings a bell to me. What guy? Yanni, your turn. My first experience to this was thanks to Liam Godfrey, who, funny enough. That's why I changed who I asked the question (laughs) to first. (laughs) Which, funny enough, um, he told me that exact same story, first of all, and then (laughs) proceeded to tell me that I should listen to pavement. And you were were put off. No. (laughs) By that point, I was still your friend. Um, (laughs) So. I, uh, yeah, so I presume you would have told me to listen to this album because, like you say, that was the first one that came up to you. I remember watching yeah. the videos of Stereo, which was like the first time I'd even listened to Pavement at all, and um, liking it, but the vocals were something I, I knew I needed to get used to. But I remember it was one of those things, and it, it happens rarely where I, I know something's good. But I know I'm not immediately hooked by it. But if I give it more of a chance, I know I'll appreciate it a lot more. So um, by that time, I was a lot more forgiving. Um, so yeah, I've, I've persisted with it and eventually, yeah, um, started to really like pavement. Not as much as Liam, um, but I do really <laughs> like pavement. I mean, I say not as much. He's given more time to pavement and Steve Malcolmus. 
but I, I'd say them. I, I say I like them as as much, but he should spend more time with them. <laughs> yeah, good friends now. Yeah. Well, oh, my first experience was yesterday. Tyler, what was your first experience? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Yanni, you've played a few in the car for me before. I've Liam. tried, Liam. I've really tried. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like the Lord's work. Like I said, I've always enjoyed it in the background, but I could never envisage myself actually spending time with it. But now I have spent time with this album particularly. I'm going to stick with this one for a bit before moving on to other ones because I feel like... Yeah. yeah. Feel, That's how I did it. I feel I'd, like I'd now I'm in, you know, I'm on the outskirts of the club. I need to, <laughs> need to pluck up the courage to go and talk to the leader. So I'm just going to work my way in for now. Moving. I'd love it if we could revisit this. Maybe on um, Terror Twilight's uh, 25th anniversary will be in two years' time. Wow, that's ambitious. I'd love to. Uh, well, actually, no, their reissue is coming out in April, so maybe that'll be a good point in a few months. Maybe. I'd love to hear if there's uh, been any movement. Um. Yeah. Well, I'll. Sorry, crap. I'll try. Uh, what is your favourite track on this uh album? I'll go first <laughs> because I feel like I'll have less to say than you two. Uh, I have. Well, Passat Dream is my favourite. Spoiler that I probably gave before. Um, fucking love everything about it. It was fan bloody tastic. Um, but just coming up the rear is uh, Embassy Row. Definitely my favorite Steve song on the record. Hundred percent. Two very good ones, in my opinion. I'll go next. Um, and I'm gonna say exactly the same as you, Callum. Wow, uh, I feel like I'm. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Passat Dream, Passat Dream, Passat Dream um, has been my favourite since the first time I heard it. I just, I don't know what it is about that song. Just, it just gets me, it just gets me going. And I love it. And yeah, of course, MCO is just fantastic. Um, mine would probably, it, I mean, it depends on the day, but more often than not, it's probably Passat Dream and then Blue Hawaiian. Uh, so not Embassy Row, but that is. Uh, that is right behind it. That's right behind them. Liam, I've just. Uh, Blue Hawaiian's close to me as well. I was gonna. I was. I've just discovered when I after this one, I was like, right, okay, I need to delve in deeper with pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, the first thing that was suggested to me to to download or come, came up for me was Westing by Musket and Sexton. Oh yeah, yeah. Which. Uh, I remember downloading and then being like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> this is yeah. so weird. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why it suggested I, I do that because that's just a, like a compilation, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think it's just like a compilation of B sides or, yeah. or like the, the the first few EPs or something, all put into one or something yeah. like that. I've honestly never listened to that, um, yeah. which is mental. I've listened, I know a few songs off it. Um, I put, there's a few songs that come on on my playlist and stuff that I like, but yeah, I've just never bothered because it's not to be the album. That's a strange place to go next after uh, exactly, yeah. To be fair, even if you went back to their first year studio album, Slanted, which is also fantastic, hmm. it's a very big change to yeah between this and between Brighton and that, isn't that? Um, so there we are. Cal? Brilliant. Um, my fourth and final question. A question that I'm going to have to dip out of, I'm afraid. How does it compare to their other works, in your opinion? Liam. You want me to go first? Um, 
So this, for me, being the first album I heard from them, has always just kind of automatically been my answer is, the, is my favourite album from them. Um, but I don't, especially after revisiting the last few days, I don't think it is. I can see some of the slower moments in it. Um, and I think for me, it's hard because Crooked Rain, I don't necessarily prefer to this, but I know it's a better album. It just kind of is a better album. It's some fantastic songs on that album. Um, and I think after Reavers and Terror Twilight, I prefer that to Brighton as well. Um, Huawei's always at the bottom. That's easy. Yeah, that is easy. Um, I think that's number one for album name. <laughs> great, great album name. Yeah. All great album names, to be fair. Slanted and Enchanted, Cookie Rain, Cookie Rain. But, you know, great, great time. Um, <laughs> Slanted has got some great songs on as well, but as a full album, it's not. It's messy. I've not put much time into it. It's messy, yeah. That's probably second bottom. And then, yeah, I guess Franklin's like in the middle, maybe. Middle or second for me. Is there, so second or third. Is there five? There are five, yeah. So second or oh, third. That's not, too, that's not too bad for when I eventually... Yeah. I mean, for me... I'd also just say it's the best oh. album. If you ask me straight away, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like this... Not the best album. This is my favourite album. Um, right. it's, a, it's a tricky one. Oh, well, tricky one. To make it easier for you, Helen, this is my favourite album. I um, there you go. I um, the highs are high for me, and there's more songs on this that I enjoy overall. Um, so yeah, this would automatically be my favorite. And it, even though it was the first one, so I can decide there's a bias towards that. Um, it just is, in my opinion, the the better album. Um, I agree that some of the highs are some of the highest highs they have for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think if you, I think from what you've said, Callum, um, I really do think you should delve into more. Yeah. Because I think you'll find at least I think you should enjoy Terra Twilight as well, musically. It's not that yeah. similar to this. Okay. Um e- Yeah, then, even if you don't like everything, th- there's definitely gonna be more songs that you like. hundred I guarantee yeah. you yeah. you will like at least five more songs. <laughs> and like I've said, like f- from Crooked Rain being the hit album, whatever. Like, you you've got to appreciate some of the music, musical genius, and some of those. Songs. Oh, for sure. I don't think that was ever um, in doubt. I just, I think I've always um, maintained that the vocals are just they're the stumbling block for me. Yeah. At the moment, and that's that's definitely dwindled a bit since listening to it. So I'm like I said, I'm going to stick with this for a bit, keep mm-hmm. listening, and then I'm excited to go into it into the other albums with. Um, you know, a bit more of a positive mindset. As you say, if we do Terror Twilight in the future, I won't be so negative going into it. But I also, you've got to say that the album must be good if I was so negative going into it and I've come out of it positive. I'm genuinely genuinely surprised. Honestly, mate, so Um, am I. Yeah, well, it's because you put the time into it. It's it's one of, they're a, a, I can't speak, they're a rewarding band. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely an album band rather than a Single band, in my, in my opinion, I don't. I actually would argue. Uh, yeah, I would argue oh, really? that as well. <laughs> when you when you listen to yeah. more, I think Brighton the Corner is a great album, okay, mm. and you'll find Terror Twilight a great album. The other albums, for me personally, are singles. Singles, definitely. Yeah, sure. fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I hope you grow to like his voice because there are like six Jix albums and there's a few there's so solo much music. albums. Yeah. And then you might get into his stuff with Silver Jews. Can't say which, that. Which, to be honest, is a harder voice to get used yeah, to. Yeah, that is Dave a lot Berman. more difficult. Um, but great music. Oh, Steve Mount was not the singer in. Yeah. No, he does, for he, he some does of them. back in vocals. Uh, and some parts he does like um, duo, um, duetting, I guess, with Dave Berman, but it's all Dave. Uh, but his lyrics are like brilliant. Yeah, like, okay. very literally poetry. So, um, well, lots to catch up on then. Yeah, I hope you. Um, I hope this is the beginning of a journey. I think it might well be more than. I'm a glad I haven't really had to. You know, I've been trying for years to get it. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. But this didn't really require that, and I'm glad you almost just enjoyed it on your own. I yeah, it's really, really positive. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say what I've already said. Go on. It's, it's just echoing. <laughs> I'm going to run it off here. That I goes. hope you've enjoyed it. If you've never listened to this album, I plead with you to give it a go. Because, as Callum stated, he didn't expect to like it. And he, he's come away a happier man. <laughs> so, give it a try. If you listen to this album because of this podcast, then yeah. tell us. And please mm-hmm. share with us your thoughts. Because, genuinely, at least Liam is interested. In that, um, yep. <laughs> and, and where where would you tell us? Oh, well, I'll tell you right now: Instagram, and Facebook, at Falls in the Hill Podcast, Twitter, at Falls in the Hill Pod. And if you want to see what else we've got, then there's other bonus episodes that we upload to YouTube, and there will be a lot more coming over the year. Uh, most recent one is a Valentine's Day special, uh, and there will be under the needles at the end of each month. Under needles are the month's collection of vinyl that we've bought, which yeah, this really. month, hopefully, if all the records I've ordered arrive, I'll have quite a bit to talk about. Ooh, oh, nice. I'll have nothing. Um, before we round no, this off... No, you don't Yeah, before we round this off, I'd like to say, um, it might be out of place, this has been one of my favourite episodes we've done. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. I think this has been a very strong... Usually yeah, classics are a bit ropey. Yeah. But this one has yeah, just definitely. felt... It's not been the funniest. Beautiful. We've definitely had funnier moments. But I think as an actual <laughs> review, review, I yeah, think it's yeah. been very solid. Yeah. Very Wonderful. good. Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking the time to listen to my stupid album. Yeah, it's not your um, album. And to, no, I wrote it. I created this album. And I think to also to add to your uh, point before, Yanni, if you listen to this podcast because you like the music we cover, um, listen to this album. Because a lot of that comes from here. Yep. It all begins at paper. Liam, on that note. Um... On that note. <laughs> Time to hit the pavement, boys. Let's go. Yeah, should I give up or should I just keep chasing? Pavement. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.